how to eliminate fear, how to manage stress and anxiety through what he calls thought shopping, how to master your inner world, how to get better sleep, how to gain perspective on negative situations, and so much more coming right up. This is episode number 394 with the founder and CEO of Quality Mind Global, Rich Maloney. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Best You Podcast with me, Nick Carrier. I believe the path to getting closer to the best version of yourself is different for all of us, but I do believe it follows the same framework. Our lives have six different areas, health, personal, career, financial, spiritual, and relational. And in order to get closer to the best version of ourselves, we wanna be managing all of those areas at all times, but also be spiking in one of them. If you wanna learn exactly how to do this, then go check out my free Best You Planner and Video course at nickcarrier.com slash best journey. Again, nickcarrier.com slash best journey. Today's episode is going to be one of those that you really need to sit down and listen to because of the quality and of the depth of the conversation that I had with Rich Maloney. Rich is the founder and CEO of Quality Mind Global, which is a leading mental wellness training and licensing company. Quality Mind Global has literally helped over 700 entrepreneurs and 1,000 plus athletes in over 50 countries achieve great business, sports, and life success through mindfulness. Rich is joining me from down under in Melbourne, Australia, and I'm super excited to bring you guys to him today. Before diving into the episode, be sure you're subscribing to the Best You Podcast on the Apple Podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and be sure you share the episode with a friend while you're listening. Just send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. If you enjoy the show, then I would love it if you leave a five-star rating and review. But here we go, y'all. Without further ado, here's to getting closer and closer to your best you with the one and only Rich Maloney. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Best You Podcast. Today, I am super fired up to be joined by the one and only Rich Maloney. Rich, I just want to start off by saying thanks so much for spending the time with me today. I've been really looking forward to it. Pleasure, Nick. Great to be here, buddy. All the way from down under to Tennessee. All the way from down under in Melbourne, Australia, baby. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like I told you beforehand, I had the fortune of spending a couple of weeks in Australia. Not that I can relate to you whatsoever, but Australia is a great time. and It's definitely one of the places I want to go back to. But the way I kind of want to get started today, Rich, is kind of reorient and give some people some context to your story. So you had the kind of childhood dream growing up to play in the Australian Football League, and you ended up being able to, to realize that dream. But then basically now your life's work came out of that story because your career kind of came to a relatively abrupt ending because of the mental pressure that was was on and that you weren't able to necessarily withstand. So give us a little bit of context into with regard to what actually happened there to kind of cause your abrupt ending of your career there. Good research there, Nick. Yeah, that's right. So you're coming through childhood was a bit of a challenge for me. I was a bit of a wild child and living on the edge, hard to manage uh, from my parents' point of view. And really a bit of a chip on my shoulder, bad attitude and thought I knew it all, you know, one of those kids. And But I had the gift of playing sport and, and that sort of got me through. I was in street gangs. I was fighting a lot. I was, you know, drinking. I was doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And so as I got to more serious age of 18, 19, when the, the St Kilda Footy Club came looking for me, I wasn't in a great place. And I mean, there was a time there 
you know, I remember vividly just not long before that, I got asked to leave my second school where I thought if I actually get kicked out of this school that I'll, I'll probably end it. And I knew the tree. I had my vision on the tree. I knew exactly where I was going to go and I was just hanging in there by a thread. Uh, so when St Kilda came knocking and I got there and, you know, I had to really then deliver with the big dogs, you know, I was the big fish in a small pond, then I was the small fish in a big pond and, and that really hit me hard. So the pressures of life just dominated my mind which spiraled me out of control. And at that time at St Kilda, my parents separated and it was just mayhem. Looking back now, I thought it was just absolute chaos, but it was actually chaos that was that really needed to happen. So two years after that, my sister came back from being an exchange student in San Francisco and uh, she sort of then took over looking after with the folks a little bit. And I travelled Australia and I went on a very mystical, spiritual 12 to 15 years where I was hanging out at New Age bookstores and I was looking for mentors. I was studying quantum physics, universal law, religion, spirituality. I was on a real mystical tour, asking the big questions of why are we here, what's this all about, and what's my role, and and it took a long time. And I was meditating every Thursday night in groups. But then on the on the weekends, I was playing my football in the second league down from the AFL, and I was somewhat of an enforcer, and I still got to play good footy, but I was really having a contradictory time in my life. And so then I grew, and then I fell in love with the mind. And that's yeah. what happened. And I finally found my patches. Like, wow, I'm starting to unhack myself. And then I started to use my systems that I was learning from all these years of study and research and, and introspection on other people. And I could start to see them change. I'm 46 years old now, three daughters and married for 10 years. And I found my, uh, my passion and my strength. And that was to systemize how to make people great very quickly through everyday modern day tools. Mm. That's great. And so he was talking about how he, he mentioned St. Kilda. Uh, that was the football club that he was a part of. So first off, how, how long were you a part of the club? Yeah, I was just got there. So I'd been recruited there for a year and I was through that first year. So as I was growing up, I was always in the papers as a young kid that Rich will play AFL footy, Rich will be the Saints, you know, from 12 years old, I was always pigeon marked as that kid. And wow. so I just expected it to happen and it did happen. Then it got there. But once you get there, they, they just spat me straight back out, you know, yeah. and, uh, and then I got injured, you know, when I started to realize that, you know, all my dissatisfaction I was hating being there. I didn't, I had low self-worth. I had excuses and I started to see myself getting injuries all the time because consciously I wasn't there. So subconsciously I was creating my, my reality, right? So this is what I, that's why I wrote the book Injury Free, you know, having worked now at five elite sports teams. And I started to see similar traits in AFL footballers or young men coming through when I'd lost the passion for the game. And they were lose. They had low self worth, and they were finding themselves getting injured a lot. And so I started to work with AFL players. I'm sort of fast tracking this because that's where we're going. But and then unhacking elite athletes to not do what I did, and that's how I uh, got a fair bit of media attention around that. Mm. So I'm, I want to get back to that in just a second, but I'm kind of interested from a from a personal standpoint. You said you you know you grew up in in street gangs, just a, kind of an unruly kid, and then you kind of go on your high horse to this football club and then it quickly gets taken away. How does somebody like that then go and seek out that this kind of like spiritual journey and this personal growth journey that you went on? Like, what was the first step where you like, I need to get my craft together and go to a library and read books? Like what, what was the thing that got you to try to go like start on this journey? Yeah, great question, man. You're really going back in my archive here. It was just like I had this 
this part of me that was just so curious about wanting to know what life was really about. And I just had this inner push as like my higher intelligence saying, Rich, go looking, go seeking. It's time to discover. You've been compressed and trapped for so long. And then I literally, I think I went to a new age festival. Look, I'm just not big into the word I am. So I wasn't big into the everyday, you know, I thought this was all rubbish, you know, like then I just started speaking to people and, you know, people were out in the clouds sometimes and people had their feet on the ground. And and one thing just led me to another. I'd meet some person or then I'd meet someone else and then I'd end up at a training weekend away on trying to understand the unconscious and understand how our programs play us out. And it just unfolded in front of me. It's just like where you, where you go on this journey where if you put it out there, life unfolds the journey for you. And that's what happened. And the next minute I was reading this book and then I'd meet these crew and and then I got employed by a company to be a leadership and culture coach for government for a couple of years. And then it just sort of evolved, evolved, evolved. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, kudos to you for uh, having that curiosity and, and then pursuing that curiosity as well. Uh, I will kind of go back to the injury-free thing. I feel like there is so much around the subconscious that sets yourself up for injury or at least increases the likelihood that you are going to have injury. And I'm a fitness trainer as well. And I feel like I see that a decent amount in in fitness training is so many people almost to an extent expect to get injured or just get worried about injury and, and fear injury. And so they're, they leave themselves more susceptible to it. So educate us a little bit on the subconscious and how that does potentially lead to injury for a lot of us. So you're talking two different types of people here for starters. When you're talking to elite athletes, it's a lot easier to see. When you're talking to everyday people just wanting to get fit, it's less easy to see in terms of when they see patterns of injuries. Mm-hmm. So go to an elite athlete, for instance, like the number one rule for me is if they're not excited, they're more likely to get themselves into injury or into a uh, inconsistency. Excitement is pretty much everything. You've got to be excited. If you lose excitement for the game, the game will lose excitement for you, right? Really important. Why is that? Why does a lack of excitement lead to potential injury? See, when you are not excited, then you're playing on fear, okay? And it clouds your flow. And so if you're playing on fear, that means you're consciously in the game worrying about something, your opponent, the score, getting injured. And then when you're consciously in the game, so we teach athletes to actually get in flow because when you're in flow, your memory's in play and your memory's actually in your subconscious mind, right? Your memory's hardwired here. They've done 10,000, 100,000 hours of that craft. But as soon as fear comes in, it gets in your conscious mind and it blocks the flow of the memory. And so if you're not excited, then you're the opposite. You're worried, you're concerned. And so you're not going to be in flow and your energy depletes. So when you're excited, you're renewing your energy while you're playing and you're actually, you have no fear. So you're on playing on your sixth sense, which means you just seem to find the ball or find the play or it finds you. So you're in flow as opposed to chasing the game. Mm. Damn, that's good. That's good. So how does that compare then to the everyday person yeah, so so it depends on what that person wants to do, right? If they're if they're overweight and they want to go and get fit, well, you've got to be careful. You know, you've got limitations. You've got to start slow. But if you're an everyday person that just wants to get out there and get fit, then great. But if you've got lingering belief patterns within your subconscious and conscious mind saying, I actually can't lose weight, I'm not good enough at this craft, I can't do this, then you possibly most likely won't because that, again, is fear-based conversations in your head. Uh, and it could come from your upbringing. Like, 
this is really important. Like if you really understand how we are manufactured as a human being, then you can unhack yourself. And I guess that's where I come in because I think today personal development doesn't work. Personal development really doesn't work to get you to the best version of you. Now, everyone tries to do that over the course of their life, but they stumble. You know, they just don't get there because of the pattern and the program. And so from this, the way the brain works is from the ages from zero to seven years old, we are in a hypnotic trance somewhat because we've come on the planet Earth with no programs. It's like buying a computer and you set it up, get the keyboard out, and there's nothing to play with. Okay, so what you do is you go and buy Excel, Word, whatever you have, and you load up the programs and off you go. You can play with the computer. We are exactly the same. So for us, from zero to seven, we've got DNA strands running through us, but we don't have any programs. So what happens is our mind goes into the theta gamma state, and our, as we don't have a choice, we just absorb and dump and soak everything into our unconscious mind. Right, and that means our programs are getting loaded up from zero to seven. Now, that's you know how to speak the language, how to assimilate to your tribe, how to you know how to lead like your parents, and that's why a lot of us say, "Well, you're just like your, your dad, your mum." So, why that's important? Because at seven, you're conditioned. Your you are program is in play. Now, if you've grown up in an environment where your parents weren't active and so fit, or or you you grew up in a single mother environment, you're more likely to sort of have a single mother environment. If you grew up in a poor environment, you're more likely to be poor because that's your program. And so, at seven, that that shuts off your programs in play. Then that's why people don't change much after seven because ninety five percent of them are already formed. And so there's only two ways to change people after that. And one is through hypnosis and going into the subconscious mind. And the other way is through constant reprogramming and repetition. And that's like learning to drive a car, do your shoelaces up, or even read the alphabet, or just learn any trade, whatever it may be, it's through constant repetition. So we then need to know how to change the subconscious mind by using the conscious mind, and then you can get to that place. So if you say, for instance, I am worried about getting injured, or I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, okay, then your, your program's already rewiring your brain to go down that track. Now, if you've got that in your head for the last many years, then that runs on default when pressure comes on. I'm worried about something, I'm worried about something. So you've got to hack that neurological pathway and change it in another direction. So you've got to be careful of the stories you tell yourself and a lot of them come from your subconscious mind. You don't even know they're coming up. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. And so when those things come up, the way out of it is just repetition in the opposite direction. Great. That's it, man. Like we call it thought shopping. So we have a mobile phone app and it's called thought shopping. You get notifications every hour, every half an hour, whatever you want on your phone to check in on yourself. And I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. We just opposite it. Okay. The opposite of I'm not good enough is I'm going to dominate this. I'm going to dominate this. And why that's important is because it's, it hacks your brain as long as you keep doing it, right? So the key to understanding this is the, the thought goes in the head instantly, but we don't pick them up. These subconscious thoughts go in the head so quick, we don't pick them up. So what happens next in the six stages? There's a six-stage process to this. The second stage is you get a sensation in the body. So if you say to yourself, Nick, I'm not good enough, you instantly get a sensation in your body, usually your chest, your head, your neck your throat, and that's your body actually telling you you're off, you're out of link, you're out of, you're out of sync, you're out of flow because it's not what you actually are. It's what is the program's playing. The program's playing. And so, and then we feel this tension, you feel this tightness, whatever it may be, okay? So that's that to me is the trigger. That's what I teach my athletes and executives is look for the trigger of the sensation because you've got the thought happening in your head. Then you, then you go shop the thought, 
right? So it's a, it's a process. You've got to unhack yourself. This is We call it a personal activation system. That's why personal development, reading books, going to the retreats, workshops, they're wonderful. We do them here at Quality Mind, but they don't make transformational change. They just don't because they don't because change. Because it's, it's a one-time thing. There needs to be sustained repetition that happens after that, like with your app. That's it, man. That's it. So you get insight and inspiration and, and some knowledge, but you would forget about it. Right, or you'll use it in your everyday existence, but does it change your inner subconscious mind? It, it cannot. Right, so if you want to become the best version of you, you've got to hack yourself in your subconscious mind. And once you know how to hack yourself through repetition, then it's not that hard to do. And you need reminders, and we use technology to remind us because we are we're so busy in this world we live in, and we're so conditioned, you know, to focus on the shiny object or whatever it is in front of us because we've all got bloody ADHD and all over us these days. You know, we're all managing as much as we can in a short amount of time. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about this flow state and how to get in it. And then if you're in it and then get out of it and how to get back into it. Because you mentioned how when you're in the flow state, you're like your memory, your memory is in your subconscious. Is that right? Your memory, it's, it's, it's not right. It's not right there. And so, yeah, you're not conscious of it. And so let's say somebody might be in, let's use sports. I'm a big sports guy too. Let's say you're in flow and you're you know, cr- you're cranking on all on all cylinders and then it comes to the third quarter of a game and then all of a sudden something snaps you out of flow and you know I guess maybe memory comes to the forefront. How then do you work yourself back out or back into flow and suppress that memory? I guess if that's the right way to phrase it. Okay, with, with just to dissect a little bit to give you a little bit of context with, with the athletes I work with. of your 100% success is done outside of the game, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to dump the, you got to dump the game away. You got to, you got to, you got to get rid of everything that happened last week. So at the end of the game last week, you take the number one positive from it. You take the number one area for improvement. That's it. That's it. Then go and meditate, get rid of everything, flush your system out. So you're actually going into the next game with clear filters, you know, so you're actually ready for your Formula One cars being degreased and de-oiled, right? So, okay, then you get to the game. Um, and so you're saying by the third quarter, whatever it may be. So we teach athletes to have a starter motor. So a starter motor is like back in the day, I'm 46, so we used to have this old Toyota Corona. And, you know, back in the day when the engine didn't work, you'd go and get the club lock out and bash on the starter motor under the hood, you know, to get the bigger motor going. It was a little starter motor like this, and then that would make the big motor go. And so what we teach them is like when you're out of sync, out of flow, because of our mind can default into the crowd, bad skill error, we go, is, what's your starter motor? A starter motor is, and, and I can swear here, I hope I don't mind, but we, we teach you to go, what's the most powerful thing that you can say to yourself to get you back, instantly back in the moment? Like, uh, get the F out of my way, it's my game today, or, you know, that's my ball, or it could be, I'm here to dominate. You know, so it's a starter motor is just purely to put engine back into the bigger motor to get you focused in the now and to get you excited again. Right, so when you get focused back in the now, right, so in the in here right now on the grass and you are literally excited and, and energised by the performance or the play coming up in the quarter, then you're back in flow. Then you've got to get the motor going and then get the mind out of the way. That's why you want the starter motor to kick the engine in but then move out of the way because you're in flow when you're not thinking. And that's when the memory kicks in. And then, you, then you, you, you're in, as long as you've done the preparation, as long as you got the fitness up, you haven't got the fitness up and done the preparation, then you're going to, you know, 
get yourself into a position where you're out of flow because you won't be able to keep up. So then again, this is why, you know, preparation is absolutely critical. Memory being at the forefront of your mind is not what you want. It's the starter motor takes the memory to the subconscious and puts you in the now. Yeah, so you, that's right. So your conscious mind is getting you, this body, back in the game. Right. Right? This is this is the system here. I've got the system here, but the conscious mind is going, okay, Rich, let's go. Right? You're worrying about bullshit. You know, let's go. You're out of the game. You haven't had a touch this last 10 minutes, whatever it may be. And then you just you just push yourself to the point where then you get back into the game. So the motor, the starter motor is getting this motor going, the body going. And then you yeah. then you've got to have the confidence because you've done it before a thousand times. And then you just go. And then once you stop using the starter motor, maybe for the first three or four minutes, right? Go, 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 go. That's a starter motor. Go, 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 go. You know, mm. just go. Chase, run. Again, starter motor, as opposed to Oh, I'm not good enough, as opposed to I'm tired, as opposed to are we going to win, right? So there's a different yeah. energy in the words. And then you're in, and then you've just got to go and let flow. And then if you train yourself on this, then flow kicks in, and then your, your memory kicks in, and then you're just in the game. But as soon as you default back to fear and not excitement, then you're going to get yourself out of flow. Yeah, Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And it's it's funny because so I coach, I coach some fitness classes, and – I literally, there was a moment today, most of the time when I'm teaching fitness classes, I am in flow and I'm not thinking about things and I'm just doing, and I don't even know how things are coming out of my mouth. I'm just doing. But today I had a moment where my mind got definitely taken into just other thoughts. And, you know, some of it was fear. Some of it was just, you know, random thoughts. And I was like, Nick, stop, like snap back into it and snap back into it. And all I had to do was kind of change my physiology and, and really start moving and, and really kind of change the way that I was speaking to everybody to feel like I was getting back into the flow state. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So you made a choice, right? So we also talk that there's a child mind and there's a mastermind. There's a whole other discussion for another day, but you caught yourself. So you coached yourself, right? We say there's three of us. There's a child mind, a mastermind, and there's a coach within us. But most people get stuck in the child mind, which is basically has the mentality of a 13, 14-year-old control freak, worry ward, all full of fear, mm-hmm. right? So once you start understanding you have different type of inner personalities and then you basically went into master coach mode to go, come on, Nick, snap out of it. And then your physiology changed because the conversation in your head changed because one, then two, right? But so, yeah. And also, let me add, let me add, like flow state means when I come off the ground or an athlete comes off the ground, you go, man, you were awesome today. You were by far best on ground. You go, I don't even really remember the game. Yeah. Did, did I go that well? You know, I was like, yeah, man, you dominated. I said, oh, sweet. So I want to get into kind of how you apply these principles on a, on a regular basis. You know, you're a, you're a speaker and you go in front of crowds and stuff like that. What is maybe the starter motor that you use sometimes if you find yourself getting out of it? Look, man, I've got heaps. I mean, I'm just going to go to my app right now. It's a Quality Mind app. It's powerful. And I've got the Thought Shop list in there. I mean, I'll just show you, like, I love competing on the big stage. Today is going to be a great day. I'm a powerhouse. I'm world-class. I belong here. I'm letting go of today, you know, if I'm carrying something. Money always arrives on time. Who cares? Life's awesome. There's just so many on here. You know, I've got like 30 or 40 because it depends on what what mode you're in, you know. So so, so this is a real hacking yourself. And we, We have seen people get off medication 
bipolar, anxiety tablets, because once they realize they've got sloppy thinking and they realize that they've actually created their own reality, because they weren't born that way, right? And they didn't have a trauma or something like that where they've had their brain knocked or they've actually created their own pathway. And so this is why it's so powerful because you're actually changing your brain neuroplasticity, right? And so if you do this for more than 21 days solid, I can guarantee, I'm talking guarantee that you will come to me and go, holy shit, Rich, I've got so much more energy and clarity. I mean, I've got a, I've got um, a crew going now. We do big group coaching crews and, you know, police officers with PTSD and, and this, that, and the other, and their inner world's just, you know, it's gone into a funk. Uh, and all of a sudden, the clarity, you know, just by actually realising, and this is what I mean, Nick, by the coach's box, they're actually getting into the coach's box now and going, what, what am I thinking? Or what am I feeling? Okay, I'm feeling off. That means I'm thinking off. So they're actually doing logic, you know, on themselves. Instead of just getting into a story, I'm no good, I'm no good. Next minute, you know, it's trying to stop a car rolling down a hill at the end of the day of I'm no good and you get rolled over. You get yeah. it early. This is great stuff. I so believe in the power of the mind. And if you do it consistently, then it can have such a dramatic impact in a short period of time. Like you said, kind of that the 20 day, 21 day timeline for you personally what was one of the biggest things that you had to hack yourself out of i don't know if i would phrase it the right way but what was one of the like things that was programmed to you from zero to seven that needed to be reprogrammed through repetition we'll be back to the interview in just a second but first i wanted to share a quick testimonial from a past participant of the 10-week transformation program I started running the 10wt in the beginning of 2020 and i've had over 150 people on counting go through it and they've seen amazing results both inside and out if you're inspired to join after listening to the testimonial then go to nickcarrier.com to learn more we'll get back to the episode in just a minute but first here's what they had to say i'm erin i joined nick's program because i wanted to get more fit but just like kind of be more toned overall so with nick's help he's really helped me figure out the best workouts that have reached helped me reach my goals and I've done three of these programs with him, and every time I still see like more and more progress. So it's been really fun to just like over time, like see myself get more fit. Like he's literally given me abs, which is like my goal. Um, my favorite thing about the program, I think, is the camaraderie with everyone. I've made some really great friends from it, and I'm actually shocked at how much I actually like wake up at 5 a.m. You should definitely join Nick's Hemic program. Yeah, good question, man. You're good at this. Look. You know, I'm a redhead. I've got about Irish blood in me, you know, and I used to love, I, I have quite, there's quite an anger streak in me. You know, I'd fly, and that's the way I protect, I thought I was protecting rubbish. It was all a story I was telling myself. It's because of my upbringing, right? Definitely patience and definitely just, you know, getting myself out of the way. Like that, is, that isn't me. It's just the anger is ridiculous. Like, you know, I, I put it this way when I st- went on that mystical tour for many years, yeah. one of the issues I wanted to fix was anger. You know, because I was sort of leading groups of blokes into fights, you know, that was was my life. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I got to the stage where I was like, you know, I I was sick of fighting and I was like, I I got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm finishing this. And and then I got, I was the leader of the pack and I was like, I could sense a fight coming a mile away then because I was so street smart by then. And I'd say, righto, boys, there's something coming our way. We've got to be careful here and, you know, be at the pub or whatever. And I then I went, I've got to fix this for myself. It was just happening too often. So I went on that spiritual tour. I met a guy and he basically said that everything in your outer world, because all these these anger issues, was a reflection of my inner world. 
And so it's called the, the reflection model, right? And we, 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 I use this in our program. And so if you're seeing, if you're in, if you're getting people around you that are angry, that's just a gift for you to figure out that you've got anger still harboring within you. Mm. Right? So it's a real ownership. You know, if you see, if you walk in your daily life and, and you're seeing people that are impatient, if you're seeing people that are rude, it's because there's some part of you that's carrying that. Right, so when you work on yourself, because out here is just somewhat of an illusion, you're attracting like attracts like, okay? And so when you work on yourself and you go, right, how do I diffuse this anger? Where's it come from? And you don't need to go into a step-by-step scenario here. You just got to be aware of it, right? Awareness is everything. And awareness then diffuses it as long as you work on it and change the brain from anger to harmony, you know? And so what did I do? I used to visualize, sounds really crazy, right? Because I was a young man. He taught me, he goes, when you go to a situation and you, you're likely to get yourself into, he goes, just visualize you're giving that person a hug. Just visualize that that scenario playing out seamlessly and having a beer or having a chat with these guys. And I just started to hack myself. I was like, right, I'll just do that. And next minute, I just didn't get into these fights. I was fixing my inner mind, right, by calming myself down. And all of a sudden, I didn't see it in my outer world anymore. Mm. I think that's so true that the like attracts like and I love what you said that your outer world is just a reflection of your inner world. I mean, I think that's a, like you said, a huge reflection point for everybody that if you're frustrated or not happy with what it is that's happening or coming to you in the outer world, then it's probably not that. It's probably not them. It's probably you. Uh, look internally real quick. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's one thing that, that COVID's done, you know, along the world is it's pushed everyone inside. You know, and inside here is is sometimes to a lot of people, it's a place I don't want to look. Right. But once you get friendly internally, you get friendly externally. And I love this quote, you know, everything is neutral until you give it meaning. Everything is neutral in, in your life until you give it meaning. And this is what I, this is the hardest thing to get your head around, right? So it's like if you're having an argument with your partner or, you know, work or finances, train yourself not to label it straight away. Train yourself just to sit back and I go eat popcorn. I train myself to eat popcorn. I pretend I sit back and like watch it life out here like a movie, you know, and so don't get attached to the movie. It's just a movie. And then be, so I can, I'm controlling my emotional response to even an argument with my wife or, or managing my staff or whatever it may be. And so then I, I've seen it. We had a client from, he was an English guy. He was a heavy smoker and he had lost his children young and because of separation. And I, he came to my program. And I thought, there's no way I'm going to fix this bike. Anyway, that comment alone, everything is neutral until you give it meaning. He, he put in his thought shop every day. He would remind himself every half an hour, you know, and he would pop the pop up, pop up, pop up. And he said within 30 days, he had completely changed his life, mm. you know, and he, he got kicked out of Australia because his visa. He goes, I don't care. It's neutral, you know, and his kids didn't want to see him. He goes, it's neutral. And he just had this new energy. I mean, that is one of the most important thought processes that you can have on a regular basis. One one hundred percent. That is that's so key. I appreciate you you sharing that. I'm very interested now. You mentioned how kids are when you're born zero to seven, you are very much programmed and conditioned. You mentioned before we started recording that you have how many children? Three girls. Three girls. Okay. So how old are they? I've got twins at five and a seven-year-old, eight-year-old. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. So how have you, as a parent who knows what you know and knows the importance of the programming and the conditioning that goes on from zero to seven, 
what have you made sure to do with them to set themselves up for success so that their programming sets them up for success? If you Great will. question, man. You're good at this. You're good question. No, because I, I say that my wife and I, like, I say we have a rule in the house. This sounds, this is our world, right? Because I am training now. I'm, I'm training. So I say we are 80% trainers, 20% parents. Mm. My job, our job as parents is to train them for, to be great people, to give back. Okay. So we're training, training, training through repetition, through having our, you know, benchmark guidelines and how we operate as a family. Everyone's different, but we're consistent, right? And so we, we have multiple things. So we never go there if there's an argument or something heated. We just let that one go. But then I'll say to them, okay, what, are your, what were your options before that? What were your thought processes before that? So firstly, what were you thinking? What were you thinking before you wanted that outburst with mummy or you, you don't want to do your homework? What were you thinking? Were you just tired? Okay, you were tired. So what's, what's the opposite of that? Just play with me for a game. Just give me a game. I go, Charlotte, so what's the opposite? I'm, 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 uh, I've got energy. I said, all right, now say that 10 times. I say it. Okay, now, okay, there's there's one example. When Amelia is sad or angry, I say, what were you thinking? Oh, my friends don't like me. Okay, that could be a reality, right? What's the opposite? Sophie was just having a bad day. Her friend, you know, like this, that she really likes me. So we're getting them to reprogram their thinking by giving them the ability to know that they've got options before they blow up. Right, so teaching them to get in a coach's box before the emotional impact. Again, everything is neutral until you give it meaning. So they gave and given that a meaning. Now that's one thing we do. Also, the other thing we do is in the morning. My favorite time is in the morning to program, and I'll I'll get them up having breakfast like I did this morning, and I'll go over to Charlotte and say, you know what, you're really good at. You're great with people. You know, you're really friendly. You know, and and you're, geez, you're smart. And I'm just pumping them. I'm filling them full of worth. Full of worth, full of worth. And I'll go one, two, three, you know, and I'll spend maybe a minute or two just pumping them full of program, you know. And I also say to them, Have I told you today? And they go, That I love you, right? So that's that's more about knowing that because I didn't get that, you know, that was for me saying, I'm going to do that with my kids. And it's, you know, and we're programming deliberately like that. That's so cool. That's so cool, man. Um, yeah, that's, I, I think those, routines that you have with your parents and with your family growing up is so important. I know that for me personally, like my parents have had such a big impact on my life and just sitting around the dinner table on five, six, seven nights a week and having quality conversation was one of the biggest things that I felt has shaped me and and the person that I am today, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I mean, that's it, isn't it? So you go to a place, you know, that that's safe and we, we also say, you know, look, we don't care if you do anything wrong, just don't lie. All right. Yeah. So if you lie, they all pay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. now they're really because that's usually the three, one of the three have done something wrong. So that's that. So that's starting to work now. It's taken a few years to get that right. And yeah. lastly, they go to bed meditating. How's this one? So we're in my app, there's about 250 meditations, about eighty percent of mine, and there's my other team doing it. And they'll go to bed in their subconscious mind. Because what happens when you go to sleep? is your conscious mind obviously disappears, the beta, okay, you go to alpha, and then you're going into the delta and theta stage, and that's when the program is best because you know, your conscious mind, your child mind isn't blocking it out. And so when you're dropping down, that's the best time to program your kids, best time to program yourself. When I go to sleep a lot of times with my pods in and I'm listening to stuff that's just going to hit my subliminal mind when I'm asleep. 
So they do that every night. They're doing it to get to sleep. They don't realize that these meditations are full of self-worth building uh, tools. But it's their choice. We don't promote that to them. They go, Daddy, which one are you going to do tonight? And I'll do number 55. It could be Kira Lee, who's one of my staff who they love. It could be Lee Stafford, who's got one in there. And off they go. So we're constantly building them from this base level up. Yeah. So give me a real quick example of what a meditation like that might look like or sound like from your app. Oh, man. Let me just read them out. Two secs. Yeah, we've got heaps in there. They've got, we've got children's ones. They're free on the app. You can download these. Go to qualitymindglobal.com. Um, global. So we've got removing anger, finding calm, when I'm bored, happy mornings, I'm grateful. We've got a smoothie balance, <laughs> calming breasts, sending love to a loved one, when I'm sad, removing negative thoughts, so on and so forth. So they roll on. So they, some of them for five minutes, some of them for 45 minutes, it depends. Yeah. Um, but some of them are conscious ones or some of them to actually train your subconscious mind as well. I feel like I need to get all of my clients who say they struggle to fall asleep to get get on these things. And, and just from a, the standpoint of, like you said, programming yourself and with that repetition as well. But before I ask the last question here, Rich, this has been awesome. This has been next level learning and education for me. And I know it has been for everybody as well. So I just want to acknowledge you personally for having done the work, having been the person who maybe was very unruly and who had a lot of bad habits when they were a young person for doing the work to reprogram yourself in a way that set you up for success. And, and now that you're giving back to, to so many others and for you to go on that 12 to 15 year spiritual journey to, to learn as much as you have is something definitely worth acknowledging and, and something very noteworthy. So I appreciate all that you've done and will continue to do. Thanks, Nick. I really mean that, man. Really appreciate it. It's lovely to come with you. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, I'm I'm pumped to go download the app now. And so I know that you guys are probably excited as well. So make sure you go get the Quality Mind Global app. You can also go to qualitymindglobal.com to learn more there. And you can follow them on social media at Quality Mind Global and follow Rich at Rich Maloney as well. R-I-C-H-M-A-L-O-N-E-Y. But Rich, down to is there another good place that people should go connect with you and learn more about you? Hey, listen, if you want to connect with me on Facebook, I can give you a free copy of either stress-free or uh, injury-free. Either nice. or, happy for your, for your listeners. And just mention uh, Nick Carrier and, uh, and come me through Messenger if you can and I'll, uh, I'll shoot you a free copy, no problems whatsoever. I've got, I've got audio books as well available if that's your, your craft. Awesome. Uh, make sure you mention Nick's, Nick's name. Awesome. Appreciate that. Uh, all right. Stress-free and injury-free people. I know every single one of you out there want to be stress-free and injury-free, so go take them up on it. Uh, the last question here, Rich, is I think that getting closer to the best version of yourself is both a constant journey. I don't think that we ever get to that best version, and I also think it's a unique journey. I think the way that I'm going to get closer to the best version of myself is going to be a little bit different than the way that you get closer to the best version of yourself. So last question is for you personally, if there are three things that you can currently do or three things that you could currently work on to get closer to the best version of Rich Maloney that you could possibly be, then what are those three things that you could currently do or currently work on? Yeah, so I love winning the mornings, most importantly. I'm, and I'm, I'm meditating at 4.30 a.m. I get to the gym usually or go for a bike ride or, or do some stretching for an hour. Uh, then I'm sort of 
with the kids, you know, until I get to the office at 7, 7.30. That's critical for me. Then I'm programming, right? I love that. It's that time of the morning. Secondly, I'm thought shopping all day long. I'm mm. thought shopping. I don't – one of my other favourite quotes is, my state is my best mate. So if my state, my body is off, it's my responsibility to fix it. My responsibility to go on, go thought shopping and hack myself back into a high-quality state, that would be definitely the, the second. I guess, you know, it sounds a bit flippant, but, you know, of recent no, – that's probably, that's probably of recent time. But otherwise, other than that, I guess I, I have another thing I call bubble popping, which is in the app, which is getting rid of overwhelm, all right, getting rid of all the clutters in my mind. So you, if I'm if I'm going to go home at the end of the day, you sometimes you just can't thought you shop out of exhaustion, right? So then I use bubble popping, which is a technique for another discussion for another day, and it's a system of series of questions takes about five minutes, and it just deletes all the shit in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. So you can actually go back to the kids, go back to your family, and actually have a bit of clarity around that. So meditation sometimes does that, but I find that bubble popping is the key. So again, these are these are like more advanced tools than everyone can do but download the app and you can do them yeah no i think that especially that last one you know everybody talks about being able to not being able to quiet their mind and not being able to you know get all rid of all of the clutter and it sounds like bubble popping is is that tool so i'm excited to go learn more about that as well through the app and so everybody make sure you go download the app quality mind global you're going to Absolutely love it, I'm assuming, because from what I've learned so far, but I know I'm going to go download it and check it out. And I'm excited to thought shop and, and, bu- and bubble pop myself. So I appreciate you sharing about the app, sharing about everything else that you've shared with today. Rich has been so helpful to me. I know so helpful to, to so many others. And I appreciate your time. That's all we got. You're a legend, Nick. Keep up the great work, my friend. And when you come down to Melbourne, you come and see me. <laughs> you know it. You know it. I hope you all enjoyed that awesome and deep conversation with Rich. If you enjoyed it, then be sure you share it with a friend or family member by sending them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast and by leaving a quick five-star rating and review. Y'all remember that everything in life is neutral until you give it meaning. Anytime something happens in life, especially if it's something seemingly bad, then realize that you might be able to change your perspective on it and find out why that happened for you and not to you. One of the things that Rich mentioned during our conversation was thought shopping. This is something that I've started to use through his app, the Quality Mind app. And it's such a great tool to have positive thoughts literally pop up on your phone via notification throughout the day when you need them most. And I love what Rich said when he talks about having a starter motor, having some sort of phrase or some sort of thought that you can choose and come back to, to get yourself back in flow and get yourself back in the zone. Sometimes it just takes one small mindset shift or one small phrase to get you back on track. I appreciate y'all for listening. Be sure you share the episode with a friend or family member. Make sure you leave it a five-star rating and review. But for now, it's time. It's time to take action. It's time to show up and show out so that you can continue to get closer and closer to your best you. You.